My one ride at Sandown next day finished unplaced, and I didn't hang around the weighing room afterward. I was hoping McCarthy would have something for me to work on. We sat in a little office-cum-storeroom, and comfortably warm. McCarthy, sweating, tried to open the window, but it was jammed. He took off his jacket, loosened his tie, and sat down, belly straining at his shirt buttons. Thought you had clout, I said. Couldn't you get a better place than this? It's not mine. We don't have an office on course. We need to take whatever's free. Only winding you up, Mac. Take it easy. He looked tense. So the cops have nothing to go on? I asked. Not a jot. Most murders are domestic, committed by someone known to the victim. If they can't pin it down within that framework, it gets pretty tough for them. Hence the reason they've been hassling me. I wouldn't take it personally. You would if you were the one getting hassled. Don't get paranoid, Eddie. I hadn't told him about Gilmore and the IRA story. There seemed to be nothing in it, and exposing it would probably stir up trouble for Tommy's widow. I said, I think you should ask Inspector Sanders to run his fine-tooth comb over Gilmore's belongings again. His car, his clothes and bags, his hotel room. What for? It's all been done. Because until such time as it is proved otherwise, I'm assuming the note through my door came from the murderer. And, as I said to the cops, a guy who writes cryptic notes for one quite probably does for all. I don't disagree with you, Eddie, but they've looked and can't find. Tell them to look again. I'll try.